This week, we are venturing into a whole new world of music and expression. Our guest is Richard. He makes black metal music for all the right reasons, his own. And I'm very excited to talk to you about what those are, because I'll be honest with you, this is the, not a genre of music I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. And um, when Shelly first, Shelly, my wife first uh, mentioned to have you on our podcast, I was like, okay, let's listen to that music. And it is <laughs> unlike anything I've ever heard, but she was explaining to me the process and how you're a one man show and you create it all yourself. And yeah. it's fascinating. And I can't wait to talk to you a lot about it. Um, we've got lots of questions for you. And of course, just have some conversation about um, who you are, what your music is, your influences and so on. But before we get to that, if you don't mind, yeah, I'm just going to say hi to Mark and Sean. And uh, any new news this week, guys, Mark, anything happened? Anything interesting this week? No. <laughs> I was like, is this I'm thing like, on? Hello? Like, uh, you know what? No, it was sort of an unremarkable week. Um, yeah, it just sort of went by. I worked last weekend. So, yeah, just it was it was a week. <laughs> and then the week <laughs> goes by. It was, just, it was just it was a good week all around. So, yeah, right that's on. about it. Yeah. Cool. Sean, anything for you? Um, <clears throat> as I mentioned before, when it was just uh, me, Brian, and Richard there, uh, well, before I guess Richard came in, but I was going to, uh, I've been thinking about entering the Tri City Expo, which is a big car show. Uh, hope I think it starts in June, the beginning of June, I think. So, uh, me and a bunch of the Corolla guys are going to go and uh, I got to clean my car. So, the process of uh, getting it all ready starts yesterday. So, <laughs> awesome, so gonna work on that now. <laughs> well, I'll have to well, get Get it cleaned and then shrink wrap it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bubble and, wrap it. <laughs> and like I said earlier, keep your friends from driving near it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. I, I, I hope you go and I hope I could be there to take pictures because it sounds like something I'd be down for taking shots of as well. Car yeah, show like cool. that. Um, and also on the car note, I actually just got a car today. Oh, look at that. So, nice. yeah, I mean, Congrats. thank Congrats. you. Thank you. I've had a car, but it's very rusty. And this new car is a Mazda 3, nice little car. It's not a Toyota. I'm sorry, Sean. I know. We, we can't all be as. Lose some. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's the first time I've ever had a non domestic car, which is kind of interesting. But uh, anyway, that's, that's my world. Nothing too exciting from us. So, let's talk to who we have here, who's important today. Uh, let's talk to Richard. Let's find out about. Isvara, what that's all about. But before we do that, explain to us why you're you have a mask on and your history of music, and and give us a brief explanation of the meaning. All right. So, um, I guess uh, my spiritual practices are also extremely important to my music. Um, Isvara is a term from Hinduism, but when I first came across it, I was actually reading a Buddhist interpretation of a Hindu text. And the meaning of Isvara is kind of, to summarize it quickly, the, the pure awareness, the consciousness, the soul that's inside every single person and is the same in every single person. Um, so that is kind of uh, an ideal to strive for within Hinduism. I'm also a Christian, um, I believe in Jesus Christ, and it's also a huge inspiration to my music. Um, but yeah, so the music I've been recording pretty much since I was like 13, probably. Um, so over half my life. And it started off with kind of electronic music. And 
I never even owned an electric guitar until what was it 2021? I'm pretty sure I bought my first one, um, and then just kind of went crazy learning it. I always had an acoustic, but it wasn't really quite my thing. I always liked heavier stuff and more experimental, weird kind of music. So, um, but yeah, it was electronic music for most of my life. Um, kind of doing a lot of rap, doing a lot of pop, weird, experimental kind of stuff. Um, kind of working with what was already going on and trying to feel who you were in the midst, I would imagine. Yeah, like, and I, I've always kind of written a crazy amount of music. It's one of my main passions and just my biggest outlet. Um, yeah, I think the past year, <laughs> this is just the first year I've decided to actually start releasing stuff. And I think it goes to show how much I put time into my music. I think a lot of people over the past year to three years since COVID really started um, have refocused on themselves and refocused on who they want to be and kind of looked inside for, for more creative inspiration. Do you Definitely. feel that that, yeah, that kind of hit you as well, eh? Yeah, man. Like uh, that whole period was a tough time for everyone, you know? Um, and it kind of brings up a lot of inner demons and stuff. I think amongst a lot of people, regardless of like your spiritual leaning towards things, it just kind of like, um, it kind of pushed a lot of people. Right. So mm -hmm. for me, my spiritual practice and writing music, uh, kind of melded into one more than ever. And I feel like every time I do an album, it's just like something that I have to do. Like, I don't know how to explain that really. It's not just like, it's not like it's just for fun. It's just like, this is something I have to do, you know? You feel like you're on some sort of mission to just get it done. And do you feel yeah. like you have a certain, a certain message per album or is it just the g same general theme? Um, no, definitely. I mean, the general theme of all my albums, I would say is like ancient religions, uh, philosophy and, kind of delving into more secret knowledge and occult kind of stuff, um, hmm. kind of uh, shedding a light on it. Um, and I mean, I, I know uh, when I had mentioned in the email that like I'm a black metal artist, I don't even know if black metal is even the right genre for me. Um, I, I do a lot of different stuff. Like there's doom metal, there's black metal, there's death metal, there's grindcore, death grind um really just merging a lot of stuff together and then a huge part of it is also dark ambient music so um just more synthesizer based longer songs like really creating an atmosphere um yeah sorry my cat was tangled in my headphone cord i was not trying to not listen at all that's that's interesting um that you I like that you blend uh, many different styles of music together. Um, there's there's a yes, lot sir. of artists that are are um, bridging gaps um, with within their own musical. Um, I want to call them confines because so so many artists sort of get. Um, I know Brian and, and I are of the uh, were of the same vintage, if you will, and a lot of those artists were sort of pigeonholed, right? They they played rock and roll, um, but right. now, like I've I've got uh, a trio of new albums sitting on my um, on my counter, and while I was making dinner tonight, I threw I threw one of them in, and it's interesting how this 
um, this one artist that I was listening to has always been traditional, like rock and roll. And, and now I'm listening to it. I'm like, Hey, that sort of got like almost a bluesy in- influence to it. Or maybe, uh, um, you know, some, some of the songs actually have a country almost influence to them, which is, which is very interesting to, to get that bridge in it. And it works because it's within the rock and roll genre, but then you've got these pieces from other, other styles. So I like it that you're, you're taking your music that direction or those directions, if you will, where you're, you're bridging this and, and touching on, uh, different different areas i like to think of music like a wheel and all of the different genres of music make up the spokes of that wheel and oh, with, yeah, you got only it. with only one you're not really going to go far so that's uh i love that you're diversifying so kudos for you for that oh thanks man yeah like um like i like i said i do a lot of music that's also not metal so my my view towards music is like again it kind of melds with spiritual stuff but it's like all music is the same, you know, like there, there's a million differences and, you know, there's only so many notes. There's only so many things that are really being done, but it's how you do it. It's the soul and the spirit behind it and the way that um, you make it unique, you know, like um, you can play the same riffs or the same chords as every other artist in history, but there's still endless possibilities for making something new out of it, which I know is uh, a hard, like um, mental confine for a lot of people. Cause I've also been trapped in it a lot in the past too. It's just like you, you hear everything else out there and you want to sound like that, you know, you you think that that's what you want to do. And I think it's taken me kind of a long time to realize that I just have to do what I want to do, you know, and I've always kind of, I always have done that. Like I don't write music for other people. I honestly don't really care what people think most of the time. Like (laughs) this is literally just for me. Um, and it has been my entire life. It's only like we were talking about the past like couple of years where it's just like, there's been a big change and it's just felt like it was the right time for me to start actually putting stuff out. You're giving yourself permission to be you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, my motto is I shoot for me with my photography mm-hmm. um, and it, it applies to everything. It applies to everything I do. I do it for my reasons. I, I do it for Shelly. I do it for me. I do it for what's important. Um, yeah. It's the same with music. It's the same with photography. Um, I, one of the things I teach when I'm with a new customer or whatever uh, is we are all so different. There's no wrong way to do it. You know, you mm-hmm. do it with whatever influences have come in your life and all the, the stories that you've been told and all the stories that you tell and that you've been through contribute to what you create and that's why we can all be so different even with like you say the same notes and the same um foundation i mean i guess there's a a recipe for certain kinds of music and 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 to be honest in my lifetime and mark said you know of a certain vintage um when i was younger there was rock there was jazz there was classical you know like there was folk music and then all of a sudden these subgenres started forming and Mm -hmm. One of the things that kind of bothers me about life in general is labels, how there has to be a label for this or for that. Um, I understand it's to give people a, a quick reference as to what to expect, but at the same time, labels are, are what cause a lot of the problems. I mean, black or white or gay or straight or LGBTQ or whatever. The more you talk about it, it's like, I think it's even um, Morgan Freeman says he was asked a question. When will racism end? And he basically says, when people stop talking about it. Yeah. And 
it's the same applies to genres, right? So the fact that you diver you say you diversify and you do all these different things, the way I hear that is you are who you are. And if you feel like making this, then that's the path you go. And if this is inspiring you, then that's the path you go. Is that fairly accurate? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's kind of like a, there's a verse in the Bible that says the, the spirit blows where it will and no one knows where it comes from or where it's going. And I kind of just like feel that literally every time that I write a record because most of my, most of my artistic outbursts, like they, they kind of are outbursts, you know, it's like, I can, I can have an idea of something for a long time, but it's well, honestly, it's just when I have like a couple days off and I can actually get in the zone and start working on stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is a controlled thing, but um, yeah, you need to just, go with what you're feeling you know and that that doesn't necessarily mean like that the lyrics have to be exactly what you're feeling but like the music itself needs to represent what you're going through on some level you know at least for me but Does i think there i think there's a lot of truth to what you said before just about um not having labels on things and even like stretching that out in the spiritual context too it's like a lot of the troubles that we find ourselves in in life are created by ourselves, by our own minds, by our own uh, thought processes and habits of thinking that we aren't even aware of most of the time, you know? Um, and yeah, that that's kind of like the downfall of humanity is just their own thinking. And I feel like art is one of the things that it's like I could say I have ideas, like I, I know I'm going to do a riff that sounds like this, I'm going to do a synth part that sounds like that, but it all just, I don't know, flows out. I don't know how to explain that really. Yeah, I, I, I completely get that. Like, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm a little little envious. Um, I mean, no, obviously I didn't put the time into it, obviously that you did either. Um, but I mean, you said you bought your first guitar in 2021. I think I was 14 when I got my first guitar. So, you know, about... Uh, about 15 years ago. <clears throat> um, but, but uh, I mean, I, I can play, but I don't play very well. Like most of the stuff that I do play when I play is things that I made up and it's, it's, you make Same it here, depending, on, depending on how you're playing. Like I, I, I often get, Oh, do you know how to play, uh, you know, throw out a insert song here? And no, I don't. I have a few, a few songs that I do know how to play, but uh, my my repertoire of other people's music is very small, but my repertoire of things that I made up and that I just like to jam to, um, like I, I, I sit here in this office and I just plug in and and I just turn it up and and jam it out and you know play for an hour an hour and a half and and I'm good for a little while. But yeah, I've I've never had the gumption to ever actually record any of it and and put it down in music. So kudos to you for um, releasing uh, releasing your music like that. Now, how many albums do you have? <laughs> like like all together throughout my yeah, life like, like well how many how many how many albums like do you have that you've recorded yeah oh my god i i i don't have a number for that like i've, I've done 18 in the past 12 months oh wow okay so you say 18 is that like okay when i think of an album i think there's like okay you know, yeah, seven should, to 15 tracks i should specify that um a lot of my full-length records are really, they're considered full-lengths because they're past the half an hour mark, you know, but most of the time it's like five 
uh six seven tracks something like that that are just longer songs that really like build on atmosphere Mm. um but then there's other like just eps that i put out um the more grindcore type ones where like the one i just dropped yesterday some of the songs are only like 30 seconds long but then it flows directly into the next song and it's pretty much like a 15 minute long song that's cut into 11 different sections that's just the one ep yeah. So, so it ends up being like uh, an EP, just telling a story, and 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 it sounds like every every song or every piece is like a chapter in that story. Is is how you sound like you're describing it. So that intrigues me. Yeah, I almost feel like every, every release, every album, every EP is the next chapter. I actually started putting uh, Roman numerals at the beginning of most of my albums to kind of keep track of where I was and what chapter i'm on if you will so the last one was the 18th but so it's just a constant flow yeah that's awesome whenever you have the time and you feel the flow you just write it down you and you record at home do you do like in a home studio yeah i literally do everything at home i actually just want to touch back on what uh sorry brother i can't remember anyone's names here uh but the (laughs) yeah mark there you go um how you were saying you just like jam out you don't know how to play other people's songs you just play your own stuff you you literally just describe like me like i guess the only difference is that i i do have a history in like producing and recording so i i i do that you know every time but okay. it really is just like it's almost like a jam session where i just go and i come up with one riff and I'll play it for a few minutes, see if I like it or not, record it, record it again with a different guitar tone, you know, left and right, um, and then move on to the next riff. And then I'll just have a whole bunch of riffs, and then I go and kind of divide them up, put them together into songs. But I do have, like, a vision of what I want them to sound like before I start, obviously. But it's not something that's set in stone in any way it's like i really don't know what's going to happen every time i go and play what an interesting process though yeah that oh, is, yeah that is really cool and do you um like i'm assuming it's not just guitar is there is there a drum track and uh, like bass vocals and you do all those parts as well yourself so the drums um on everything is just programmed um it's a lot easier to do that it's like i can I can maybe kind of play drums, but it's it's pretty crappy to be honest. And even my guitar playing, I, I cannot boast of being a good guitar player. Um, and like I said, I've only had the thing for like a year and a half, so I'm still I feel like I'm learning how to play every time I go to record a new album right now. Okay. But yeah. I've I've had these ideas for ten plus years. You know that that's where that's how I'm able to do all of this now because it's been a lot of years of wanting to do it and just uh, it's expensive stuff, you know, (laughs) and whatnot. I'm honestly just like recording on an iPad for all these albums. That might come as a surprise to you guys, but, um, Uh, not, not anymore. (laughs) No, (laughs) uh, no. I mean, the, the computing power in an iPad is, is pretty significant um, compared to, compared to what, I mean, even, what they used to record on when they first started electronic 
recording, right? So, um, no, that's that's pretty cool. Like, because I know, I know even Apple, they've got a lot of creative software that comes uh, resident on an iPad, and there's even more that's available um, yeah. through through the different app uh, channels. So that's uh, that's excellent that you can do that and that you're embracing the technology um, because uh, I, I think. I think we, we see it in so many facets of life with businesses or, or whether it's a business, a band, an artist, a photographer, um, if they don't evolve with the times and with the te technology, they sort of get left behind, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of funny you say that, though, because I almost feel like my mentality towards recording and why I've kept using an iPad is more in touch with like the original like black metal mentality. So like black metal as a genre was kind of birthed out of a rebellion for the rest of music. You know, it was even a rebellion against other types of metal at the time. Like when death metal was starting out, their bands were starting to have cleaner production and stuff. And black metal bands just hated it. They just wanted it to sound raw. They just wanted it to be uh, just like capture the real... Um, the force of nature, I guess, in, in sonic form. And yeah. it had nothing to do with having a nice setup or anything. It was literally just, even if it sounds like shit, that's okay. You know, like it's just about the music. It's just about the atmosphere. It's yeah. just about the spirit behind it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that actually is funny because uh, our guest last week was a punk band. And um, oh. a punk punk sort of spawned out of that. It didn't have to be perfect. It didn't have to be um, something that that would would run mainstream. And I, I think a lot of artists like yourself, you do like you said earlier, you record for you, and uh, and that's what spawns that creativity. And that uh, um, I, I would I would hate to see you know like you, you get signed and you get an official record contract type of thing with whatever record company would, A, and then, and then they say. Yeah, right. But then, say but, that then go, but then they go, oh, well, you know, you need to go uh, this direction and you need to record this type of song that for for you as a creative artist, I think would would literally kill you because it's not what you want to do. It's not why you're doing it. Um, you know, to that. yeah. But uh, like I think about so many bands from from my youth that you heard the stories of it and it was like they had a really good band or a really great group of friends and the, the record producer of the companies came in and said okay you know what? you guys are great your sound is good but the drummer's got to go and the bass player's got to go and then all of a sudden you have these four friends that grew up jamming in mom's garage and now all of a sudden two of them are estranged and they've got these two new guys in the band because you know they had a better stage presence or whatever right they were you know right. better better looking and the ladies would like it for the album covers and whatever right so but that's the beauty of today's technology is that you don't need that no, you don't even exactly. you don't need that middleman. You don't need that person to take you and say, "I will make you this" or "I will make you that," because you're doing it yourself, yep. and you're you're capturing your own market. Yep. Right. You're creating your own market. How? Okay. So I understand that it's not all about the sales and the record sales, but is that something that you're you're striving for? Is that something that you're trying to get people to go and check out your albums and buy your music? Um, I I can't say I'm looking. I've ever looked at music as something to make money on. Like it, it's, it's literally a spiritual practice to me. And to me, any kind of spiritual practice that becomes predominantly based on money is not 
a spiritual practice anymore, you know? So it's like, I have my albums up for sale, but, um, it's, I, I, I don't really make any sales. Like they're literally all up for a dollar right now, you know, like it, I would just be more happy with people hearing it, um, hearing the atmospheres that I create, the worlds that I create with music and with my art. Um, that is definitely the most important thing. But like I said earlier, it, it, it's, it's not why I do music, you know, <laughs> it's why I started releasing music. Sure. Cause I'd be happy for other people to hear it. And there's a lot of people that, when they do hear it, they enjoy some aspect of it. And I'm, I'm always filled with joy, you know, every time that someone expresses that to me, but it's like, I don't have a social media presence. Like I have a private Instagram. I have a band camp page where I release all my music. Um, the spotlight is not for me. You know, like I know a lot of people out there crave that, but I just don't, I don't want anything to do with it. But yeah, like, do, I, do you have a presence on on YouTube or Spotify at all? Or, um, I mean, I I definitely use YouTube more. I, I'm still pretty old school. I buy all my albums on iTunes, man. Like, <laughs> I probably spend too much money on that, but that's legit what I do. I, I feel I, like supporting. I, I, I go a little older school than that. I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but but I also just picked up a turntable so I can start spinning my old vinyl too. So <laughs> I can yeah, aim so... the camera down to my tape deck down here if you really want to. Yeah, my, my, my tape deck's in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I just that's that vintage. There. I shouldn't have even made that reference. <laughs> no, it's all good. You know, that's the that's the thing. Um humans are uh we don't last long you know we're only here for a very short time and memory is very short and most of the people that i meet today have no clue about half the references that i know about and uh the music styles i listen to and and all the things that influenced where i am and what i i played the drums so you know what i like to play is different than you know what kids today growing up would want to play um what influences did you have that a wanted you to make music. Uh, B though, what do you listen to now that kind of inspires you or, or gets you in a creative mood? I've, th- there's a second part to that question later on, but just in general. Okay, yeah, good question. Um, I th- I think the first band that I found when I was uh, like a teenager that I really fell in love with was Lincoln Park. Without mm. a doubt, I only listened to Lincoln Park for like probably three years of my life, like grade eight to like halfway through high school. Um, Lincoln Park and Slipknot, those were the biggest two, which is also probably where I got the influence for wearing a mask today is from Slipknot because I grew up yeah. on them. So Slipknot is Slipknot's one of those bands that just it's it's music that you know they put a lot of their like emotional like efforts into and at oh, the end man. of the day it just it fucking oh it makes me want to fucking go for a run dude every time i listen to slipknot i'm just oh I'm on one. It's so it's good. just <laughs> it's just pure aggression you know and at the time for them especially the earlier stuff that was just pure hate you know so it's yeah. like it, it goes hard like um even in a lot of death metal i feel like it's hard to find the kind of aggression that slipknot had on like their self-titled and on iowa and whatnot you know um, but it's also really dark music. I, I honestly can't listen to it too much anymore because I'm in a better place than I was back then. Yeah, there's definitely a, a time for music like that. And the, the funny part is, is for me, um, Slipknot and um, 
Lincoln Park and that those are all bands that I recently discovered like during COVID. Uh, oh wow, because, nice. Yeah, so those are those are bands where I'm able to now enjoy an entire catalog and I'm I'm not one of those fans that went, "Oh, I love that." And now I got to wait for another album. I just have to go on YouTube and I can I can uh, click on a new album and if I what I what I like, I go out and actually buy it. I know YouTube so you support the band a little bit by listening to them on, on YouTube, but um, I'll certainly go out and buy an album if I if I like it well enough. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm a little bit of a lightweight when it comes to the music, to be honest. Um, I'm more of a jazz kind of background and hearing mm -hmm. a lot of the heavier stuff never really took with me. Um, I kind of migrated to the rush and police and, and uh, now tool, that kind of thing. Um, oh, tool. Sweet. Nice. Um, <laughs> actually a lot of what you were talking about earlier reminds me of their album, uh, fear inoculum where they go into Numa about the spirit and things like that. Mm, but, yeah. uh, but in general, what I was getting at is when I'm listening to Slipknot, it, it didn't really catch me until, like Mark says, COVID and this this time. Um, because then I started watching all these videos and I heard about Jordy Jordanson. And I started watching him and as a drummer, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, holy shit. This guy is just a freaking machine. Um, just unbelievable. So, yeah, the respect is there. Absolutely. But you know, that's the thing about music is not everybody has to like everything, right? Yeah. So that that's the beauty of it. And I, I love that you're on here talking about this kind of music because I have no history of it. Honestly, my history of this music is looking it up on Wikipedia to try and be prepared, which is <laughs> bullshit. But, you know, that's how you learn about something these days. Um, until I get you on the show, we can actually talk about it. So you say that, that was the first kind of influence you had was Slipknot and Linkin Park. But from there, obviously, it changed and you went to the the black metal stuff. Um, my research talks a lot about Norwegian and Swedish and how um, it, the type of music is very misogynistic in some cases. Um, and it, it's, it's just interesting the way it's explained and they're talking about the different bands and what I know you have your own reasons and your own, not, misogynistic i don't think that's the word i was looking for <laughs> no yeah Mis no, mis misanthropy is the word that they oh, okay okay yeah um i just I, again these are all words i had to look up because i don't know anything i'm stupid <laughs> um but it's talking about the hatred and distrust and contempt of the human species and human behavior and human nature that's basically what misanthropy is uh, someone who holds such views or feelings now to be honest with you i'm kind of there so I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's a part of your your thinking when you're writing your music or not. Uh, your disappointment with the human race in general is that? Am I close? Is that anything to do with it? I mean that that's probably it for a lot of bands. And uh, I mean I, I can't lie to you that there is a part of me that is maybe a little bit like that. But the thing is, is going back to spirituality, it's like I I don't hate people. I I, I don't hate anyone you know but i do hate the the thoughts that possess people you know like the, all the evils in the world have been caused by people's minds that have lost control you know and so i i, I don't I, I don't know man I, I definitely do pour some hate into the music but it's not so much in a lyrical sense that's more so like I'm going to write this really aggressive ass riff, you know, and like lots of blast beats. Like that's how I'm getting that aggression out. And the lyrics are normally like, I'll, I'll use dark 
maybe eerie, scary imagery that's kind of to fit the genre and to maybe fit some emotions, but it's not, um, there's always a spiritual meaning behind what I'm doing. I, I've always kind of been like that since I was younger. So, well, it's like you say, you are a Christian, you're raised Christian, right? So yeah, you, you have your, your faith and you have your beliefs in God or in Jesus. And, um, so obviously you're not just, you know, it, yeah, I'm not like a, one of the like satanic bands that are out there just like talking about spitting on the cross or whatever all the time. <laughs> like the, the thing is, is I respect those guys for voicing their opinion, you know? Right. And I, I think, well, see, the thing is, is like, there's tons of black metal bands that, you know, I'll say Burzum, for example, because um, he's one of the guys that gets the most hate and in some cases for the right reasons, you know, um, I, I don't agree with a lot of what the guy has said, but when it comes to his music, I absolutely adore, you know, his first like five records, like he pretty much created the um, like the dark ambient black metal fusion that so many bands are trying to replicate today you know um yeah. I, I guess i could also just as a random influence i do love kanye west too <laughs> <laughs> not again yeah. not a fan of everything the guy has said especially recently but yeah. as a person and as like um someone who literally expresses every everything that he feels you know um I have a lot of admiration for that, especially when you can turn it into art, you know, when you can turn it into something that's uh, uplifting and brings you out of your darkness, doesn't keep you in it and doesn't keep you in your mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, now speaking, speaking of expressions and, and things like that, we've talked uh, quite a bit about your music. Now you do artwork as well. Yes, sir. Um, like is the, the album art I'm, I'm on your, um, your band camp page here is all the album art. Is that all your work as well? All of that is my work. There are um, probably about three album covers that are photographs, um, okay. like the one of the mountain, the one of the um, the moon and shit. Um, but pretty much like 95% of the covers are all paintings or drawings that I've done. And, and what, when you originally <clears throat> do these drawings, what is the medium that you do the drawing in? Um, like the... The, the header page looks like it's actually done on canvas. Um, so yeah, the paintings are usually just acrylic on canvas. Yeah. Um, the originals are actually in full color. Um, I've, Oh, I see. Okay. I, I've, I've done it on purpose to make everything black and white, um, partly for the metal and partly because of my distrust of the internet in general <laughs> fair enough <laughs> what what you, you don't trust the internet gasp no. <laughs> yeah right um uh, no I, I like i was i'm looking at the artwork and i'm like the 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 intricacies and i i sort of i'm looking at it wishing i could blow it up a lot bigger on my screen um for, you can i just did yeah can, oh there you go yeah now i got it really big but yeah some of some of the uh i am screen sharing aren't i yeah you are yeah but i, I was looking at something different over here and i'm like yeah but no that's awesome like that you do not only do you do the music and the and the recording and the production but you also do all your own uh, artwork as well so um now does does the artwork that you do when you when you're when you're doing the painting is it spawned uh the creativity on that is it spawned by the music or is the music 
sorry, spawned by the uh, the artwork, or does the visual come first, or is or the audio run, come first, or do they just run the same? So I would say since I started releasing under Asvara, um, it's been different because all of all of the actual paintings that you see for my album covers, I actually did those during one of the lockdowns. I believe it was the second lockdown. So I I was still writing music back then, but it was um, it wasn't metal. It was just like more electronic stuff, but. I really went hard with painting and that's what I was doing like every week. I think I did a painting a week or something. Um, and Those are intricate to get done in a week. That's I got to give you, I got to give it to you, your stick to itness, man. Your yeah, stick to itness is, is advanced. <laughs> I mean, being able to do one of those paintings in a week. I remember when I was when lockdown first happened. I did the adult coloring books. I know that sounds really stupid comparing these two things, uh, but, <laughs> but even sitting down and doing one of those things would take me forever to come up with an original piece and and as elaborate as what you've made. Um, that's pretty awesome. I uh, I literally made this mask last night. Like the whole thing was just made last night. And, and what medium did you use to make the mask? So it's just like one of those plain, like white, um, I hate to say it, but one of the like bank robber type masks, right? Um, and then I just used a black Sharpie over top of that. I'll end up sending you guys another photo of like the mask and stuff. I realize this nice. is a lot darker than uh, I anticipated it being, but oh well. it's all good. Yeah, no, yeah very cool. that'd be cool to see that. Actually, Danny Granger was a guest of ours that does Sharpie art. Uh, he does a lot of Sharpie art for like the Maple Leafs and things like that. Uh, it's an awesome medium. We've had a few artists. Uh, Steph McCann was on with her oil pens work. Uh, I have a lot of admiration for that because I can't draw. I remember when I was younger, I sat down and tried to draw a tree that was out my window. And it was even then it was horrible. So you either have it or you don't. I certainly don't have it. <laughs> I, I feel like um, art actually came more naturally for me than um here are my cats here everybody hey. say hi to sam hey sam <laughs> what's up baby oh he's weirded out by me wearing the mask it's like what is this yeah so cute i'm sorry what was your question but no i mean i i um i just i just love the way that you're like if the artwork you had done uh, unintending to be an album cover the way that it seems to fit like the one i've got on my screen right now is uh, the one from the eye of god and uh it's just so details and and it's like eight kinds of creepy in a five creepy bag and it's <laughs> it's i just love it like the detail in the iris and everything like that it's uh yeah thank you man <laughs> i like it i like it i really appreciate that now, um, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to hitting <clears throat> play on a few of your tunes after the show ends so <laughs> yeah it's hard to recommend where to start with with my music because every album's a little bit different like the eye of god is definitely like um what i would call blackened death doom um it's just a mix of those three genres um uh, yeah that, that's that's kind of that album the first album apocalyptic hymnal kind of started off with some more doom stuff and then i, I really kind of just started going more death metal as time went on like i death metal and black metal are just two of my favorite genres so i just blend them to no end <laughs> awesome. 
Awesome. Now, when, when you're when you're playing the music like with your guitar and you're going for different tones, do you use um, like you, I know you're using your iPad to to record, but are you um, are you sort of plugged into the iPad somehow, or do you run it through an amp and an effects board or pedals or what do you have? So, like, I, I literally have a pretty humble setup. Um, I just plug my electric guitar into a tiny little Fender amp that has a whole bunch of um, uh, kind of like pedals built into it so I can okay. add choruses and phasers and yeah. delays and all that kind of jazz. Um, but I generally, for Isvara stuff, I stick to the same few tones that I like. And mixing is also a bitch. It's really fucking hard to actually get something that sounds good. Like you can have it sound good in the program and then you hit export, wait 10 minutes, and then you're like, this sounds like absolute trash, you know? Um, And there's been some albums where I really had to wrestle with it either because I recorded things wrong or um, like the, the mic was too far away from the amp or whatever. And by mic, I literally mean like the iPad. Like it, okay. there's no, there's no mic plugged into it. It's, it's the iPad mic. <laughs> okay. Yep. Which, which I, I, I make it work. Like yeah. literally when I was a kid, um, for years, this also probably contributes to why I can write music quickly. Um, I had just a demo of FL studio and you couldn't save a song on the demo so I would just keep my computer on for days and work on a song and keep the thing open. So I learned to like write really quickly. Um, and back then I was literally just using a $10 mic from Staples. And I guess I've always just kind of liked the lo-fi kind of quality. Like, to be honest, sometimes really overproduced albums just piss me off. Like, even if the music is killer, if if it sounds too sterile and it just doesn't sound like it has soul, like, I'm, I'm just not into it, you know? Do you play live? Or, no. like, do you ever... I, no, it's... I, ha- I have in the past. Um, I was in a band, I guess, um, in high school called Valleys. Um, and that, that was really the only band I've ever been a part of. Um, I've performed my own rap stuff, I think two or three times live. Um, but that was just like, this is like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, at like a house party or like downtown one night or something. But it's not, something, I, it's not, it's not your jam. It's not something it's, you want to, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. my thing. I honestly like shout out to everyone that does do it like go and play shows all the time like i admire the hell out of that but it's it's just not for me like i i want i want to like lay down in bed with headphones in you know lights off candle lit and just listen to something you know completely be immersed in it yeah yeah mm-hmm. something about the live atmosphere is i mean i've had some pretty phenomenal live shows like do you guys know who Mashuga is <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I saw Mashuga live a few years back, and to this day, still one of the best experiences of my life. I, I cannot describe what that guitar tone was, if it was even a guitar tone or just aliens possessed the soundboard. But one that's of the what two. It was. I'm going with the yeah. aliens. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll run with the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're curious. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, I. Is, is that how this was introduced to you in, in that kind of an experience where you were immersed in the sound and that kind of 
made you fall in love with it? I'm asking because um, I know some people don't like Pink Floyd and some people don't like listening to that kind of genre back uh, from back in, you know, in my day. Uh, but I absolutely love it. Nothing like listening to, you know, one of his, one of their Pink Floyd's uh, 20 minute songs, just playing ambient in the background and just immersing in it and just feeling it. And of course, that stems from, you know, smoking weed back in high school. And, yeah. you know, that's when I first listened to it. And that's when I was immersed in it. And I'm hearing aliens in the background and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So is that kind of how you like to immerse and just be a part of that music? And is it the same thing to you is what I'm saying as it was to me in that different kind of music though? Is that making sense guys? Am I making sense at all? <laughs> I, 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 I think so. I, I mean, my way of looking at stuff is always slightly different. So like, I honestly meditate to my music. That might sound really weird, but I legit sit cross-legged and meditate to the music that I write. And that's also a big part of why I said it's like a spiritual thing for me because I don't know, there, there, there's certain bands out there that you can, especially stuff that's very repetitive, you know, um, you can really start to drone out to stuff and enter a meditative state. Even if you're not meditating purposefully you know uh, uh, most music lovers have entered a semi-trance state at some point in their life while listening to music that they love you know mm -hmm. it's just a matter of i guess with my music at least for myself i don't know how it affects other people but it induces that kind of state for me so that's why i do it and it it helps me to stay disciplined in my spiritual practice because it's like i love a lot of metal that uh, I hate to say it, but has really disgusting like song titles and a lot of really gross imagery that I don't fuck with. But the music is just some of my favorite stuff on the planet, you know? So it's like, I put that on, I can't hear what they're saying because the vocals are completely gargled, you know? So it's, you just like enter a trance pretty much. That's what it is for me. See, that actually helps, helps me understand the music a little bit more hearing your way of absorbing it do you know what i mean cool yeah because i mean on the surface it's it's different than what i'm used to so it's not being absorbed but hearing how you're listening to it for a different reason i can go back and re-listen and you know think of it from that different perspective and i, I think that's awesome i appreciate you explaining that um you mentioned as far did we get into the, the meaning of Isfara yet? I know we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but I don't know if we talked about it on recording. Yeah, I, I, I think I pretty much explained it. Um, the one thing that I did leave out, which is actually a good time to bring this up, is um, there's one Hindu text called uh, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, and there is a verse in there that says, Isvara is re represented by a syllable, which is Om. So like OM, like that standard chant that, you know, every hippie girl has said a million times and has tattooed on their forehead. Um, <laughs> but that is one of the most powerful syllables in existence. I mean, even the Bible, um, I mean, they're talking about Jesus, but it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So word is syllables it's voice it's speech it's the that first utterance you know so in hinduism the syllable om is kind of like the eternal sound um in the more traditional way of looking at it it's actually spelt a-u-m 
and each of the letters represents one of the states of existence. So there's waking, sleeping, and dreaming. And by producing the sound OM um, through the three vowels, you're kind of going through both the daily and eternal process of creation and destruction. I know I kind of just went off on a tangent there, but I hope you guys somewhat followed that. <laughs> no, that's, yeah? that's interesting. I've never heard of it that way. Damn. No, I, I, that's why I love doing this show because <laughs> no, I'm serious. I love doing this show because we, we've talked to so many different people and I've learned so many different things that I would never ever have heard otherwise. So <clears throat> love it. I'm super glad you guys are vibing with it. Like yeah. you guys have been awesome this whole time. I actually feel really comfortable on here. So Good. I, I appreciate you guys. No, thank you. Uh, that's important because I mean, our concept of expressions, I mean, the colors that we chose in our logo and everything that we do is about what's right for each individual, for your mental health and for what's, what's good for you. Um, and good for obviously the world. I mean, we don't, we're not against the world. It's just, I shoot for me inspires me doing this podcast and inspire, inspires me talking to people who are different than me and listen to different things than me. And, uh, yeah. it's super important. And I think more people need to do that. And that's why I'm a little bit confused why we don't have millions of followers for this podcast, but anyway, <laughs> one day, one day, but, uh, for now, um, unless Mark or Sean have any other questions for you, uh, I've, I've got some questions that we're going to get into at the end of our show here. So Mark, Sean, yeah, I just want to say uh, thanks so much for being on here and talking about your your creative uh, outlets, your your art, your music, and um, you know the lyricism and everything. That's that's awesome. I just uh, pre really appreciate your time, and I just I love talking to uh, like Brian. I mean, uh, without this show, we would have never met and uh, would have never uh, learned some things tonight. So uh, yeah, I'd probably just be sitting in front of the TV watching Criminal Minds or something. So yeah, you've, been, <laughs> you've, you've enlightened my evening. Thank you very much. No, I'm extremely thankful, man. Like I'm, I've never done anything like this before. I barely even post like anything anywhere apart from when I release an album. So this, this was definitely stepping out of my comfort zone, but, uh, it's been a great experience and, uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad. John? Uh, I want to say thanks. Cause this is a whole new world for me. Um, I, I touched on black metal on my own separate podcast that I do with a really good friend of mine. And we did a whole episode about it and talked about like Notram and Burzum and all this other stuff. And just basically got into the whole, like what the hell is black metal and why is it a thing? And being on the show with you and hearing about your, like how, how you see it through your eyes is it just flips whatever the fuck I said in that episode 180. So it's um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a good change of pace. But I do actually have a question, and I asked this to our our last guest because I'm an ass. So, um, so you play a, a specific kind of music, like you do a certain kind of uh, you have, you have a certain set way of your art form, right? Um, yes. Now, I know that I listen to a shitload of music. Uh, anything that isn't country music, I'll blast in my ears until they bleed. Like, I don't care. Um, but what is that one, like, band or song or, or 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 genre of music that's a guilty pleasure for you? Okay, so not a guilty pleasure because I fucking 
love him and I have no shame in admitting this. Um, so there's a Swedish rapper named Blade and that's Blade, but with two E's. And you guys are honestly going to laugh when you hear this because it is the complete opposite of all of the Asvara stuff that I do. But um, I call him my Swedish brother because ever since I was younger writing electronic music, I always gravitated towards writing these like super happy sounding melodies, like, and like really like um, simple sounding synths, you know, like a bunch of just like stock sample type stuff. Um, but that guy makes the same kind of music that I used to. And even my friends, whenever I show, when I first started uh, finding out about Blade and showing him to some of my friends, they were like, what the, what the hell, man? Is this you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, this would also be a good time to say that I, I'm still currently doing a lot of different kind of music. It's not just metal. Um, I've recorded five records of like pop punk and rap, experimental rap type stuff in the past month alone. So, um, you're yeah. just, you're just yeah. <clears throat> getting it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yes, sir. Awesome. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, I can't thank you enough for spending the time with me, and I'm going to go downstairs and thank Shelly for recommending it as well because uh, <laughs> uh, she's got good taste. I, I've, I've heard about you for years, and you know, I've, obviously we met at, at where she works that time, but uh, right, yeah, uh, just getting to know you is has been awesome. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, same here, Brian. Like this is the first time I feel like I've had like a, a full, real conversation with you, and uh, it's true. No, it's great. It's happened a lot with me on this show. Um, the guy that I shoot wrestling for, I've known him for eight years. Having him on the show is the only time we've had a sit-down conversation. You know, it's right. like sometimes you got to pull away from daily and just, you know, have one of these moments to just talk. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. All right. So here's the questions for you. Uh, one of them I'm going to start with is kind of on track with what we've already asked. Uh, but I'm going to ask you, it's, it's a bit different twist. It's what is your jam? What is that one song that you freaking love you can't skip past it it's got a five-star rating in your itunes because i know you use itunes because you download your music through iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> um so what is that i mean if it's a, a type of song an artist that's fine but is there like a song that you can just think of that's your jam oh man that that, that that that's the kind of question where it's like name five songs by this band it's like <laughs> I, gone <laughs> it's it's never an easy question i remember when i had uh, a spot on the show with my buddy uh a while back when brian asked me that question i i was so fucking stumped and i couldn't think of anything so it's it's a hard question man. Like, we can get back to it if you <laughs> want to if you want to stew on it a bit i again this is going to be see i i, I don't know because it's, it's it really depends what day, man. Like sometimes, sometimes metal is all I want to hear. Sometimes rap is all I want to hear. Sometimes Taylor Swift is all I want to hear. You okay, know, gotta like go. It, See, I can't <laughs> talk to you anymore. <laughs> I draw I the line in Taylor Swift. <laughs> I cannot handle Taylor Swift. I went off about Taylor Swift. I think it was she was a hot take or something the other day for me. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I, I I grew up listening to her, so I. Yeah, I say grow up, but like when I was a teenager, you know, like 20s, whatever. Um, but yeah, like her melodies, um, something about them has just always been perfect to me. Not so much her newer stuff. I kind of stopped listening to it because she can't write about 
anything that's not a boyfriend, and it's really <laughs> that's fucking my annoying. Thing. That's I why I hate her. Like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it anymore, man. Like, I was a Swifty for years, and I'm just like, I, I can't anymore. Sorry, right, you've matured. Okay, write something fucking different, please. Still love you if you ever see this, Taylor. Hi. <laughs> that, that, that's your boy. <laughs> All right, cool. So that, that that's good in general. I, I get the idea. You like the Rock doing Taylor Swift. I like the Rock doing Taylor Swift. Well, Rock did a, a cover of Shake It Off. Shake it off. Yeah, on <laughs> Lip Sync Battle. So Shelly had to come in and correct me. This is this is my life. Hey, <laughs> he said hi again. <laughs> There's there's Shelly's half a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question for you. Um, okay. Tool of the trade. What is that one thing that you rely on to help you get creative, to just, you know, that one, it could be a tool, it could be an idea, it could be a concept, but what is that one thing that just gets you ready to create? The Holy Spirit. Perfect. That, that, Perfect. I'm, I'm sure I, there's there's... Millions of people just went, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's that's the right answer. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any other answer. That's it. That's no, it. that's that's perfect. I mean, it's actually perfect as well, considering the music that you're writing and you know what inspires you to write your music and your faith. So no, that's awesome. Awesome. Challenge. We're we're down to the challenge. Oh, a challenge. Okay. We always ask our, our guest to issue a challenge to our listeners or our viewers. Um, something that could help them progress or, or, you know, just whatever. So what would that challenge be? I would say to become aware of your own mind, to watch your thoughts, to realize that you're not the thoughts that are spinning around your head all the time. That's kind of the natural tendency is to, identify with all the thoughts in our head but um the eternal state of every soul is not that crazy hectic painful suffering filled existence it's 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 actually peace it's actually love it's actually god you know um and i know i'm getting real spiritual here but i don't care that is the one thing that I would challenge everyone to. And I don't even mean it in a particular religious sense. I, I just mean experiences for yourself. Like go out in nature, go for a walk, you know, like connect with the reality around you and disconnect from your own mind. It's hard enough to disconnect from our phones nowadays, but we got to disconnect from the mind too because the mind is poison most of the time. The mind has been poisoned your entire life. Yeah. The so mind long. has been absorbing every negative energy, every thought, and, and it influences everything you do to separate from those things is, is actually a really good challenge. Yeah. I like it. I like That's it. cool. Absolutely. I, I do have one more question, though. For sure. I, do, I, just, I just thought it was a question that popped into my head earlier. Um, so you said you bought your first electric guitar in 2021. Yeah. Um, so it's a twofold question is, do you still have that guitar and what was it? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the one that I just recorded the new album with yesterday. It's a black, uh, Epiphone Les Paul, uh, studio edition. Very nice. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted it cause it was black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was dope. Yeah, my, my, 
my Les Paul is not black. It's a tobacco sunburst on it. But, uh, <clears throat> okay, you, cool. What, uh, what pickups do you use in that? This is where I'm an idiot. <laughs> they were in it when I bought it, Mark. Is it, is it, is it, is it the stock pickup that came with it, or like what? I I, I, I don't even. I, I know I know what the pickups are, but yeah, I haven't okay. done anything to okay. it. Like it's yeah. it, it's just what it is. Okay. <laughs> what is the Les Paul pickup not good enough for you, Mark? Uh, is that not a thing? I think I think it's a, a, a humbucker. <laughs> Does that say the right thing? Yeah, I'm trying to help you here by knowing less than you. Okay. (laughs) No worries. No, No, I've I've got a I've got quite a few guitars that are stock pickups and a lot of humbuckers, and then I've got I've got into swapping out the EMGs into mine. So I've I've been getting into the active pickups lately, and uh, and they're a little hotter for for what I play, but uh, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm at some point I'm gonna have to start branching off and actually get like another guitar and get a proper amp and stuff because, um, yeah. I don't know, I just kind of got in a groove and yeah. I've been going with that groove. But yeah. like with everything, at some point I'm gonna feel like doing something different. So yeah, well, you can never go wrong with a blacklist, Paul. I'll tell you, no, <laughs> that's true. Hell no. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for us tonight. I uh, really, again, last time, appreciate your time a lot, Richard. It's been I great really talking to you. really appreciate you guys too. It's been amazing. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Um, and if anybody has any questions or wants to know more about what you do or wants to listen to your music more, how could people find your music? Um, it is like on Spotify, Apple Music, all the main streaming services. Um, I do feel like my Bandcamp page is kind of like my homepage just cause that's where I release everything first. Um, and if someone does want to get in contact with me, you can send me an email through, uh, Bandcamp. There's like a contact button on there. Um, cool. Yeah. Excellent. And thank you guys so fucking much for having me on. Cause it's been amazing. Awesome. Good. Um, awesome. and, uh, I'm sure you'll see Shelly before I see you. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thanks for taking care of her all those days when you were working with her and, you know, late nights and stuff like that. You're a good, you're a good kid, my friend. You're a good kid. Thanks man. I appreciate uh, that. You're welcome. Awesome. I shouldn't call you a kid. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I'm not that it's all good. I'm just being an idiot. All right. Thank you very much, Mark. And Sean, as always, thank you as well. And thank you for everybody who's watched us this week or listened to us. We hope you continue to do so. And don't forget to click like, subscribe to our channel, and tell other people we're doing this because we love doing it. And uh, we hope you love it, listening to it, and all that kind of stuff too. Take care, everybody. We'll see you again. Peace. Ooh, ooh, ooh.